630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. At center ice, it's Connor McDavid. He's got Darrell Walker, and he's got some room down the sidelines. McDavid to Everly, dishes off one time to the 30, 20, 10, 5, Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. Big second place showdown tonight for your Edmonton Oilers. We'll have the game for you on 6.30. Chet, as they visit the Anaheim Ducks, we'll get into the face-off show in half an hour. The the game starts in two hours. The Oilers have won their last four. Cam Talbot, two consecutive shutouts. He has not allowed a goal in 140 minutes and 32 seconds. We'll have the full setup for that game again in the face-off show starting after the 6.30 news. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. My name is Reed Wilkins, an abbreviated edition of Inside Sports this evening. Thank you so much much for tuning in and I'm pleased right off the top to welcome back to the show former Edmonton Eskimos quarterback a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame Warren Moon. Warren welcome back to Inside Sports you're on with Reed how are you doing sir? Reed, I'm doing great this evening. How are you doing? Thanks for having me back on. Well, I'm doing great, and it's really good to talk to you, and I know we want to touch on a really cool event you're taking part in tomorrow as part of CFL Week in Regina, but obviously I know it's a bit of a tough day for members of the Edmonton Eskimos alumni and a lot of longtime fans of the team. As it was announced today, a stellar defensive back and a former teammate of yours, Larry Highbaugh, has has passed away, so I just want to ask you, you know, some of your memories of of Larry and his contributions to those great teams from uh, 78 to 82. Yeah, I heard the news yesterday and was really saddened by it. You know, Larry was a he was a, a big part of our success of those teams that I played on, a very, very talented defensive back, but also a great punt returner, kickoff returner, and just one of the great personalities on our football team. He was a guy that kept everybody loose. He was a, a great practical joker, always had a big smile on his face, um, besides just being a great football player. And he had a nickname for me. You know, Wilkie used to call me Junior, and uh, Larry always called me the franchise. That was his nickname for me when I first came in there as a rookie. And, and I, earned all, I earned all those uh, veteran guys on the team's respect, mainly because of guys like Larry, because Larry, when, when he has respect for you, kind of everybody else, you know, followed suit. If Larry felt like you were good enough, then you, you were good enough uh, to make our football team. So, you know, Larry's going to be missed, no question about it. One of the great personalities on our team. And uh, all my prayers and uh, and wishes go out to his family. Well, one of the greats all time, uh, second most interceptions in the history of the Canadian Football League. He and Baron Miles both with 66. Uh, Les Brown, pretty good DB, finished his career with uh, with 87. You know, I'm, I'm curious, Warren, about you know when you were an Eskimo, well, even from any point in your career, really, the, with you as a quarterback, the relationship you had with the defensive players. I mean, I know sometimes in football locker rooms, the defense is on one side, the offense is on the other. They might have separate meetings and things like that. What was uh, what was the relationship like on those great Eskimos teams between offensive players and defensive players? 
Well, it was good on our football team. It was definitely competitive because, especially as a quarterback, I'm going up against those guys every day in seven-on-seven sessions and, you know, a lot of trash talking from time to time, especially when you have, you know, Joe Holloman back there. You had Greg Butler back there along with Larry Highball and Ed Jones. They were some great football players to go along with their trash talking. So we, we got into it pretty good at times, but we were all great friends off the field. Uh, Greg Butler was my roommate for for a short period of time, so I had great relationships with all the guys on our football team. That's one of the things that made us so good is we were a very close team, both on the field and off the field. Is it possible for a team to be great without being close away from the field, or or maybe that's maybe that's changed as the years have gone on? How do you look at that dynamic? Yeah, I don't think it's as important uh, today as it uh, as it was, but I still think it is important because you get a chance to know guys a little bit better when you're when you're away from the field and, and when you're talking about more things than just your sport. You know, you're talking about your family, uh, talking about things you're dealing with in life. Uh, you just get to have a, a greater appreciation for that person, and it, it makes you want to go to battle with that guy a little bit more because you understand him just a little bit more, and it makes you understand how he might react in certain situations. So I think the closer you can get as a football team, the better it's going to make your your team, uh, especially when it comes to those pressurized situations in certain games. Warren Moon joining us on Inside Sports. This is 630 Chad. My name is Reed Wilkins. It is 611. Oilers and Ducks coming up later on tonight. Um, Warren, I we you last came on the show early January. We were just rolling into the NFL playoffs. So I, even though the, the game's almost two months old, I, I have to ask you because we haven't spoken since. I mean, how about that Super Bowl? How does that how does that possibly happen where a team can come from behind like New England did to Atlanta so late in the game? Yeah, that was an amazing game. And I don't normally go to the Super Bowl, but I went this year because it was in Houston and I was invited by the uh, the commissioner to sit with him. So you don't turn down a, an invitation from the commissioner. But what a great game that was. And, and I picked Atlanta going into that game that I just thought because of the offensive firepower they had, that they would be able to outscore New England. But uh, New England's defense really stood up in the second half. And, of course, Tom Brady made a bunch of plays down the stretch. And and, uh, Atlanta did a few things that really hurt them as far as some play calls. But uh, you got to give New England a lot of credit for uh, for coming back from 25 points behind and winning that football game. Uh, I mean, is is, is there any debate in your mind anymore like you played the position so maybe you don't like doing the rankings but do you call brady the greatest of all time or do you divide it into eras or or how do you do that you know joe montana was my was my number one pick up until that game but because of what tom was able to do in that game and and win his fifth super bowl out of seven tries uh, I've got to kind of maybe elevate him now. But, he, again, you're right. A lot of it has to do with errors that you play in and, um, you know, styles of offense. Like, we didn't throw the ball back in the day like they do right now. So these guys are throwing for a lot more yards. And, and uh, the game, I, it, I'm not going to say it's easier, but I don't think it's as physical as it was when we played just because of some of the rule changes and, and the way the game is played now, how the quarterbacks are protected, how the receivers are protected and that type of thing. But uh, you gotta you got to give Tom Brady a lot of credit for what he's been able to do over such a long period of time of su- sustained uh, success. You know, over the 16, 17 years of his career, he's had a, a great run. Yeah, for sure. Warren, you're doing something pretty cool here. Uh, it's, uh, it's CFL's week 
or pardon me, CFO Week's Fan Fest. Um, and that's uh, going on in Regina. And you're joining a panel discussion tomorrow. TSN's Rod Smith is going to moderate it. And it's going to be you, Anthony Calvillo, and Mike Riley. So, so that's going to be that's going to be fun. And uh, just uh, tell us a little bit about making time to come to Regina and take part in in uh, in CFL Week. Was this a, was this a no brainer for you that you'd you'd want to do this? Yeah, you know the league has been wanting me to get more involved in some of the things that they're doing ever since uh, Jeffrey Orich took over as, as commissioner. I got a chance to meet him about a year ago, and, and he wanted to get me more incorporated into some of the things that they're doing with the league to try and highlight some of the um, you know the past players of the league uh, that, that helped make the league you know what it is. So I definitely want to try and give back as much as I can because the league did so much for me when I you know when I came out of college. And uh, this opportunity came about. They asked me did I want to be involved, and it fit into my schedule. So I'm going to be up there uh, tomorrow for for most of the day, and we're going to do a one-on-one conversation between me and Jeffrey at one point. We're going to do the panel discussion, as you talked about. We're going to sign some autographs and take pictures for some of the fans that are there. I guess they're dedicating a new stadium in uh, in Regina as well for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. So it's a, just a number of events that are going to be going on throughout the week, but I'm glad I get a chance to be a small part of it. Well, I'm curious, fans of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders are probably going to be a lot warmer to you than they were when you played, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've been up there a couple of times and spoke at, uh, for their Junior Football Association and things like that, and they were very, very nice to me, and that's one of the things I said when I first got up to the microphone is I've never been greeted like this before when I came to Saskatchewan. It was always to a course of booze and that, but uh, very, very nice people up there in Regina, and I'm looking forward to going back. Uh, I mean, when you, I'm curious that fans will fans will want to know because I'm sure there's going to be a moment where it's just going to be you, Riley, and Calvillo maybe together, you know, alone, maybe backstage while you're waiting to go on. What do three quarterbacks talk about when no one else is around? <laughs> The main thing you talk about is how, you, how does your body feel? <laughs> how do you feel after all the hits that you've taken throughout all those years? How do you how does your arm feel and, and different things like that? Those are the things I usually talk about. I just want to know how guys came out of it all because you know football is a grueling sport and your know, quarterbacks take some unusual hits that people don't always get to see because they're always following the ball. They don't know what happens after that ball leaves your hand sometimes. So. Uh, I'm always worried about guys' uh, health, their long-range health, because there's a lot of life to live after football, so I want to make sure everybody's okay. And, and, and I know one of the, the, the discussion uh, points you're going to talk about, one of the, the themes is uh, is uh, achieving excellence, overcoming barriers. I mean, you've told your your story in Edmonton a lot of times. Anthony Calvillo is an interesting one for me, too, because he was on those Montreal teams, and, I mean, they won a great cup, but they lost a lot of great cups, but then he won two late in his career and, and maybe he's uh he's a good example too of a guy i mean look let's face it warren whether it was a fair or not a, a lot of people said well calvillo's teams they can get to the big game but they can't win it but he's a perfect example of, of perseverance and trusting your coaches and and never stopping working yeah you know everybody goes through their adversities uh in in their own ways throughout their career and uh, I think everybody knows, you know, a lot about my story. Just trying to play the position and getting an opportunity to do that, and and Anthony's happened to be, you know, getting over the hump of, of winning that big game, kind of like uh, maybe the 
the Buffalo Bills when they went to four straight Super Bowls and they just you know couldn't win one of those. So he was able to overcome that and and he persevered through it and kept fighting and and kept working hard. And there's a, there's a great lesson there for young people. Um, you know, in that, that if you continue to keep working hard and keep your eye on the prize, good things will happen for you. And Anthony's a perfect example of that. Uh, and just one more for you, Warren. Thanks for being so generous with your time. I'm, I'm, you've probably met Mike Riley at some point, I, I'm going to guess. But uh, And I know with the CFL, because you're often busy on Sundays, I know sometimes you're you're limited to watching uh, highlights rather than full games. But, I mean, just your impression of Riley, he, he took the Eskimos to the Great Cup a couple of years ago when he came back from injury. He's certainly a pretty popular player in this community because, I mean, I think fans really appreciate his toughness and his, you know, his willingness to to take a hit to make a play and always get up and keep driving away yeah that you know i didn't get a chance to see him play very much but that was the thing i always heard about uh about him is is how tough he was you know how gritty he was and uh and he'd do anything to, to win a football game and that's that's something that um you know, as a quarterback, we're not known as being, you know, the physical guy on the football team. And when a guy can be physical like that and can make plays with his body as opposed to just being with his arm all the time, I think he earns a lot more respect from his teammates. He earns more respect from the fans that way. And Mike was that type of player. He'd do anything to help his football team, and that's something you have to respect about him. Right on. Well, you're going to have fun talking to those two guys, and it'll be great for you to mingle with fans. And Warren, I know everybody listening always appreciates when you make time to come on 630 Chad, man. Hope we can do this again soon. Anytime, Reed. You take care, man. Thanks for having me on tonight. Right on. That is Warren Moon checking in tonight inside sports on 630. Ched, one of the greatest Eskimos of all time. And yeah, tomorrow in Regina, big panel discussion with Riley and Calvillo. That's going to be a real treat for fans there. All right, you can text 630-630. The phone number is 780-496-0063. And of course, uh, Warren and I started that discussion with uh, the news that was uh, confirmed today by the uh, Eskimos that former defensive back and kick returner and he also played receiver a little bit too Larry Hybaugh passing away at the age of 67 Sean text again he says Reed Larry Hybaugh was my absolute favorite player back then my jersey now is 13 for him first and Mike Riley second man he was a great player and Sean says you young people missed a lot bless his family thanks a lot for that Sean inside sports on 630 Chad win tickets This is Mike Riley from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. 624, we have Toronto and Columbus in a 2-2 tie in the NHL tonight. They're about nine minutes into the second period as we check your scoreboard courtesy of Crystal Glass. For all your glass needs, you can visit crystalglass.ca. The Islanders and the Rangers scoreless. They're almost halfway through the first period. The Oilers and the Ducks, the only other game in the NHL tonight. Of course, we have it for you on 630. Ched will transition into the face-off show after the 630 news. The game will start at 8 Back-to-back here for the Oilers. They'll play Colorado tomorrow, 5.30 face-off show, 7 o'clock puck drop for that one. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Kellen Kennedy on the other side of the window. Also want to say congratulations to Edmonton Oil Kings head coach Steve Hamilton. He's been named an assistant for Canada's National Men's Summer, uh, or pardon me, for the uh, Under-18 World Championship, I should say. That's coming up next month in Slovakia. Darren Rumble going to be the uh, head coach of that team the uh, tournament again taking place 
what are the exact dates of that one? April 13th to 27th in uh, Slovakia. The WHL playoffs starting this weekend. And we'll tell you a little bit about uh, an Oilers and a uh, Ducks prospect who have been uh, honored by the Western Hockey League for having incredible seasons. Kellen, we've got the face-off show uh, coming up. You're not mm-hmm. quite old enough to remember Moon, eh? Nope. No, he was about five years before I was born, unfortunately. Okay, so, so definitely. Yeah, those Eskimos teams of the uh, late 70s, early 80s, I remember. I don't want to say I remember them well. I was pretty young, but Larry Hybaugh, definitely a name I I remember. So, you know, if you remember a name from when you were about five, six years old, he must have been pretty good. I've had I, the pleasure of watching some of his uh, stuff from old Grey Cups and everything on, like, the classic channels and everything. Man, uh, the guy could run. He's pretty quick. This texter says, uh, hey, read my memories of Larry Highbaugh were when he and a bunch of other Eskimo players, including George McGowan, lived in Brookside Terrace back in 74 or 75. Larry and his wife lived three doors down, and I remember he'd play touch football on the grassy field next to Brookside with all of the kids from the neighborhood. I was eight or nine at the time. Man, that is a great story. That must have been a thrill to have an Eskimos defensive back out playing touch football with the kids in the neighborhood. Thanks a lot for sharing that story. You can always text 63630, whether you want to text about Larry Highbaugh or the Oilers game coming up. Tonight, because we're going to transition into the face-off show, Bob Stoffer will step in. We're going to have Kelly Rudy on the face-off show tonight, and you'll hear from Cam Talbot, who, oh, just has two straight shutouts to his credit. We're back after the news, Inside Sports on Jets. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.